0: Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. After Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Abram's wife Sarai took Hagar the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to her husband Abram as his wife. He went into Hagar and she conceived And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her sight. And Sarah, said to Abram, may the wrong done me be upon you. I gave my maid into your arms. But when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her sight. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarah, behold, your maid is in your power. Do to her what is good in your sight. So Sarah treated her harshly. And she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? And she said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord told her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. Moreover, the angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord said to her further, Behold, you are with child, and you will bear a son, and you shall call him Ishmael, because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him. And he will live to the east of all his brothers. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God who sees. For she said, Have I even remained alive here after seeing him? Therefore the well was called Bir Lehi Roy. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. I think for a lot of us in our life, we find ourselves in the the shoes of Sarah. So Sarah, she saw, well, she felt first of all shame. She felt like she wasn't good enough, and she wasn't going to be able to fulfill the need uh, that Abram had, that God had given him this promise that he would have a son, and from his son, he would have so many, just numerous, just um, descendants. And she said, "I, it can't be through me. So Abraham, well, really, Sarah started this, but she started this guessing game. Well, since God gave you a promise, we're certain that promise is gonna come through, or it's gonna come true. How, how about if we, you know, maybe we should do it this way. And you can have my handmaid and have a child through through her. I mean, they start guessing rather than just seeking, being patient or seeking God's answer to it. God gave them a vision and they're just moving towards that destination. And Sarah felt shame that she wasn't able to conceive. And first of all, she blamed, she said that God has kept me from conceiving. But... um As soon as she did this and as soon as her handmaid and Hagar, as soon as she conceived, it says that Sarah despised Hagar. But then when she went back to Abram, she said, May the wrong done me be upon you, Abram. Like she's she's putting the blame on him. It was her idea. But she's putting the blame on Abram and saying that ever since Hagar conceived, Hagar has despised me. When the reality was that as soon as Hagar conceived, Sarah despised Hagar. So it's this whole shame blame kind of game that we see here. But also the fact that Sarah's the one who's feeling a specific way but she's casting that out on everyone else. She's saying, I, she knows I'm guilty of this. However, she then she just blasts out on everyone else claiming the others to be guilty. So I've counseled many people and letting them know, I mean, this is a truth. If someone is a liar, If someone is a liar, if they have this tendency to lie, then they assume everyone is a liar. If someone is a unfaithful cheater, they assume everyone is cheating on them. We assume everyone is doing what we're actually guilty of. An alcoholic also does the same thing in really believing that others around them are the ones guilty rather than themselves it's just a tendency that we have as humans. And that's why I say that I think we've all been in her shoes. She felt the shame. She felt like she wasn't worthy enough. She felt like she wasn't good enough for her husband to be able to fulfill the promise that God had given him. And because of that, she wanted to take it upon herself to find a solution. And then when going, she didn't think that through, obviously, when going through with that solution... She then felt even more shame. Because now, obviously, it's not Abraham's fault. It is just her. that's the way she felt. But she, even though she was the one who's guilty, she was the one who despised Hagar. She blamed Hagar for despising her. So that Abram would take it out on her. And Abram said, why are you concerned about it? You have control. It's in your hands. Do you handle it. He just reminded her. Stop with all this shame and blame and I mean she continued on with it but she he told her you have the opportunity. You have the power in your hands to make this right. Now even though Abram and Sarah even though they um, took it upon themselves to try to come up with a solution to fill in the gap between God's promise and the reality that they felt they were living in um, God still blessed what they did he said I I will bless your offspring He will be a great nation he's going to grow to have so many descendants, but he will be an enemy. He will be an enemy to my people. But he still blessed them. So even things done poorly, by mistake, God can still use for good or for his kingdom. So when you find yourself battling shame and blame and, and uh casting the way that you're f- projecting your your feelings or your sin onto other people to stop and realize you have the power the one thing you can control is attitude and if you can fix and set your attitude right it makes it easier for you to respond with a good choice because we have choice So father thank you that we have the freedom to choose um, but father I ask for some help I ask for some help and direction in the in the setting of our attitude let you be our attitude let you be the one that we're focused on and let it be about what's best for others before ourselves. I know that your word says that we should hold others as better than ourselves. And I I pray that we can find that as a truth, that we could find that as a truth that we are living out, that our neighbors, that our, even our enemies, those people who rise up against us, we treat them as better than we treat ourselves so that um, it can be your kingdom and not ours. Let us be about your work. In Jesus' name, amen.